Hi, I'm Connie, and this is From Chaos to Peace with Connie, where I explore, sometimes solo and often with a guest, how a few minutes a day can keep the chaos away. And with chaos, I'm talking about the physical, digital, social, financial, mental, emotional, and spiritual clutter that can accumulate in our life. Well, hello, my friend. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you so much for allowing me back into your ears. And if this is your first time here, a very warm welcome to you. I'm honored that you're checking out my podcast. This is episode number 146 of the From Chaos to Peace podcast, where a few minutes a day keep the chaos away and where you learn how clutter is so much more than you think and why I say that clearing your clutter is self-love. And today I want to talk about digital clutter. For one, because I was just asked about it and what it is when I was interviewed by another podcast host this morning. But also because I realized I never made a separate podcast episode about digital clutter yet. I have talked about it here and there, but never talked about it exclusively. So let's dig into digital clutter. Digital clutter is so much more than you think, and it is also much easier to ignore than a messy home, because you don't trip and stumble over it. But it's no less of an issue, and it's a vast topic. So my aim with this episode is not to cover every single digital clutter there is, or even to tell you in great detail how to deal with digital clutter. What I do want to do is give you an overview, because most likely you don't even realize what all is digital clutter. (laughs) Because when it comes to digital clutter, most people think of their full email inbox or maybe the cluttered home screen of their computer or all the digital photos they collected on their smartphone. But in reality, the issue is bigger and many books have been written about this. There are several parts to digital clutter, so let's start with the physical items. The physical clutter of the digital clutter. (laughs) Most people have a gadget graveyard somewhere in their home. And with gadget graveyard, I mean all the hardware and devices that we use to get online, computers, tablets, cell phones cables, USB sticks, internet routers, gadgets like selfie sticks, tripods, lighting for when we are on Zoom calls, and even podcast microphones. With every device we get, we also get new cables, new connectors, new headphones, and so on. It really never ends. And because of that, I say you too most likely have a gadget graveyard in your home and office. A lot of people I talk with also don't let go of those electronics because they don't know what to do with them because we can't just throw them in the garbage, correct? So what you can do with it, just as a quick side note, is first option, you can try to find somebody who wants a hand-me-down. You find those people maybe within your family or your friends, your neighbors, (laughs) or your colleagues. A second option is you bring it to a thrift store or a second-hand store. There are also specific charities where these items can be donated to. 
And last but not least, there are recycling centers that specialize in electronics. To find such charities, recycling centers, and government resources in your area, Google is really your friend. Next up, digital files can be digital clutter. It's all the files and photos we have and are collecting on our computers, smartphones, tablets, USB sticks, external hard drives, and even in the cloud. So that might be what you were thinking of when you heard digital clutter. With digital storage space getting cheaper and cheaper, we often don't even ask ourselves anymore if we really need to keep a file. We just keep it, just in case. And all these just-in-case files become digital clutter and a file graveyard. <laughs> so start paying attention and become more aware of what digital files you are creating every day. And before you create more, ask yourself, is it really necessary? We often forget that every file or photo has to be stored and managed in an organized way if you want to find it and have access to it again after. Why else produce it if you don't find it easily again later to enjoy it, right? Well, let's take the example of photos. Since every smartphone takes great photos, we started to take photos of everything and anything, often multiple times. And if you have a lot of photos, ask yourself why. Sometimes we're taking photos just to prove that we were there and can be so busy taking photos to post on social media or show our family and friends that we really miss experiencing the moment. I have to remind myself of that too. I was just back home in Switzerland after not being able to go for two and a half years. And as a sentimental person, I wanted to take a lot of photos. But I can still be intentional of how many I take, even if I'm sentimental. And also, if and with whom I want to share them. Not everything needs to be produced for social media and not every moment needs to be experienced through the lens of a smartphone. Being really present and storing the moment in your mind and heart can be very valuable. Okay, moving on. Related to digital files is the visual clutter. How many icons do you have on your desktop or your first screen of your smartphone? If you are like most people I meet, it's an overwhelming lot. And that's visual clutter, and visual clutter is stressing us out, as proven by several scientific studies. So consider cleaning up your desktop and first page and have a as few apps or files as possible on there. Instead, you could have a positive affirmation or an uplifting image there. Just try it out and see how much more peaceful that makes you when you pick up your phone or open your laptop. Together with that, of course, goes to turn off the visual notifications and the sound notifications on apps that are not important. And most likely, social media, for example, is really not that important. Then another aspect of digital clutter is the digital footprint we leave. And that is anything and everything that exists about us online, not just on social media, but also services we are signed up for, retail accounts, online banking, tax records, medical records, and so on. The list is also endless. Some accounts and services are really necessary and very important. Others, maybe not so much. 
For example, whenever you buy something online, you really leave a digital footprint. More and more, you also have to create an account to even be able to buy something. And some retailers go as far as requiring you to create an account just to see what they are selling online. How the heck can we even keep the overview? It's really hard. And even for someone like me, who is very organized and clutter-free, it is hard. Again, all we can do is being aware that we are creating digital clutter and become more intentional and mindful to maybe think twice if we really need to buy something from that website or see if there is a complete as a guest option to order from that website instead of creating another account for us that we then forget about. Phew, that was a lot already, right? But we're not quite done yet. The last topic I want to talk about around digital clutter is, and that topic might surprise you when we talk about clutter, but I want to encourage you to keep your digital files safe. <laughs> Similar to paper files, you have digital files that are very important and you don't want to lose, otherwise you get in big trouble. Interestingly, many people don't or can't delete any files or photos on their smartphones or computers because they don't want to lose anything. But then they don't back up their data on a regular basis, which puts them at a high risk of losing all their files and photos that they're hanging on to so badly. <laughs> what could happen then and has happened to many people before is they experience a total loss of data if and when their computer gets damaged or their phone is lost. I hope that is not you, or is it? There's actually a pretty eye-opening short video on the website of World Backup Day called What Would You Do If You Lost Everything? I put the link in the show notes. So you really need to do a backup of your data on a regular basis. And I suggest also one before you start decluttering your files, just in case you delete something that is very important. How exactly to set up backup plans and how to backup and declutter your files is part of the services I offer my clients and is definitely beyond the scope of this particular podcast episode. But of course, feel free to reach out if you need my help. The next part of keeping your digital files secure is to make sure you know and protect all your passwords. We often underestimate or prefer to avoid this topic of data security, but most of us only until we get hacked and or our identity has been stolen. There is a lot of clutter in this area of passwords because, as I mentioned before, almost every service asks you to create an account which creates clutter in itself. But then you have the issue with all the passwords and how to keep all those accounts safe and secure. What most people do is use the same password over and over, but that, but that is of course not safe or secure and can lead to a lot of trouble in the future. So you need a system for secure passwords and you can either create and come up with secure passwords on your own or use a service like LastPass or iPassword. There are they even have free plans available to start with, so there is really no excuse. Okay. Lastly, I'm going to ask you something that most of you have never heard of, and that is, do you have a digital executor? 
This is the person you name in your will to manage your digital property after you pass. In the same way that it's important to have a proper will, it's also important to make sure someone has access to all your digital assets, like password protected services, and is responsible for managing your digital assets after you die. Especially if you run a business, own a website, and or use payment systems like PayPal, Stripe, online banking, etc. But even for social media like Facebook and Instagram and the like. Because just imagine, your loved ones might not like to have your social media accounts still out there and running after you're gone. Or at least they want to have control over what's posted on there. Without adding a digital executor or trusted person to your account, they have no way to do that. Some of what I share is really heavy and intimidating. Do you agree? That's why I say digital clutter sure can be an overwhelming topic for a lot of people. Enough about digital clutter for now. Let's end here. So before, before I let you go, let's quickly summarize. First are the physical items. Most people, as we saw, have a device and gadget graveyard somewhere in their home and office. Second, the digital files we have and are collecting on our computers, smartphones, tablets, USB sticks, external hard drives, and in the cloud. Third is the digital footprint we leave, which is anything and everything that exists about us online. And then there is that whole area of how to protect all your digital assets and passwords while you are alive and after you have passed. By now, you might have realized that you need to clean up your gadget graveyard, create a backup system, deal with passwords and security, and get your digital estate in place. That's really a lot. That's why I would love it if you would start dealing with your digital clutter in a positive way and with a love tour. I hope by now you know what a love tour is, but if you're new here and you have no idea, you can go listen to episode number five. The love tour is really showing appreciation and gratitude for what we have and become aware how we feel about what we have. It's so easy to focus on the negative, what's not right, what's not working, or what's bothering us, that we forget to allow ourselves to value and appreciate what we have. So begin by appreciating the amazing tools you have on your fingertips, the ones that, yes, do create the digital clutter, but also make our life so much easier. And after you did your digital love tour, give yourself the gift of dealing with your clutter. And remember, clutter clearing is self-love. Also, when I say taking the time you need to tackle your clutter and dealing with your clutter, whether it's physical, digital, or financial clutter, I really talk about taking a few minutes a day to keep the chaos away. Just do short tasks like 15 to 20 minutes per day, or even if you have only 5 or 10 minutes a day. Don't get hung up. Work with the time you have and take a little time daily to start cleaning up your digital clutter and become more aware before you create more digital clutter. Taking a little time daily is really more powerful than one big perch and is more sustainable to clear the clutter and keeping it from creeping back in. As you know by now, if you are a long-time listener of my podcast. 
of course, as always, I never tell you what to do or what not to do and not what to let go and what to keep. What I do help you see is the effect the clutter and chaos has on you and your life and your business and how to move from chaos to peace. Okay, my friend, that was the overview over digital clutter. Have a beautiful and amazing week. Talk to you next time. Take good care and be safe. If you enjoyed this podcast episode and you want to go on a journey from chaos to peace in your home, office and finances with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to connygraf.com, C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F.com to schedule your own personal Clutter to Clarity chat. And we will see if working together is a great fit. That is conigraph.com, C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F.com.